Organissima New York. Your exotic skin, hair, and beauty source, and your one-stop shop for all your natural and organic skin and hair care. Featuring authentic organic Moroccan oil and prickly pear seed oil and much more. Bringing you only the best straight from the source and proudly produced in the USA. So what are you waiting for? Shop today at www.arganissima.com. Arganissima, New York. Your beauty. Folks, welcome back to the iHealth channel, the FinFF channel, iHealth Radio, with your host, Hurricane H. A new day, new show, new topic. A topic that is linked to the previous discussion we had in last show, literally. It's about, you know, fitness, wellness, and, and the, con the conditions behind them and how it all fits together. And also, uh, you know, how do people look at their health and wellness in a way that may and may not include diets. And today, my guest, She's very special because she is a success story and she runs her own company uh, and she's going to tell us a lot about that. But her story is very important and her story is probably going to touch a lot of lives because a lot of folks today watching and listening may either experience it themselves in their family or someone that they know may have a similar situation, similar uh, you know, experience. And therefore, this could be a lie, literally uh, an eye opener for them, uh, uh, something that can help them deal with it and, and really see see the power of determination and a lot of things. So with that being said, I'm going to just hold for a minute and I'm going to introduce my guest today. So Stephanie Luares is with us here. Stephanie, welcome to the show. How are you? I'm excellent. It's so good to be with you today. It is an excellent day and I know we had a few takes. So <laughs> we, we did this already, right? <laughs> but but listen, we have to have some fun. But, but, but Stephanie, you're really, really, uh, you know, an amazing person and your story is just more amazing and i think people deserve to hear it and i think your advice today will change lives literally uh and I, you know please tell us a little bit about your story and and how it all started and then we can dissect a little bit about all the intricate stuff that you had to go through in your journey with fitness and wellness and health and uh and diet no diet all that good stuff everything that we've kind of covered a little bit earlier so let's talk about that <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Well, I haven't always been in the health and wellness space. I was a pastor for many years, but that wasn't the beginning of the story. I started dieting when I was five years old. I was put on my first diet. So you name the diet. I've been on it. I've gained and lost hundreds and hundreds of pounds in my life. I came to a point where dieting was off the table because clearly diets didn't work for me. And at the same time, life wasn't really going so great. It looked wonderful on the outside. I had the a great job. I had the hunky hunky husband. Things looked great on the exterior, except I didn't have the aesthetic and 
things didn't feel right on the inside. And in my mind, if I had the number on the scale, everything was going to be fixed. And dieting was off the table. So what, what was going to fix me? And I'm this goal-oriented person. I'm a linear thinker. So I just said one day, okay, let's start, let's just start changing a couple things. First thing I did was we're going to drink water. I, I drank a lot of coffee. I drank a lot of diet soda. And so I'm like, all right. And it wasn't let's run out and buy one of those giant gallon jugs and do these crazy water challenges you see all over the internet. I had a little six ounce glass and an obnoxious kitchen timer in my office. And every time the kitchen timer went off, I'd have to walk to the other end of the office and back and repeat over and over all day long to cultivate this habit of drinking water. Then it was instead of going through the drive through twice a day to feed my husband and myself was cook at home. Doesn't matter what I'm preparing, but we're just going to cook at home. Then as starting to cook at home, let's start to look at some different recipes. What are the foods we're eating? How are they making us feel? And starting to swap things out and have a little bit of fun in the kitchen and enjoy what we're eating. And just through this process of those very small steps over several months, drinking the water, eating at home, changing out some of these foods and how we're eating. I already lost a little weight and was starting to feel a little bit better. And so I'm like, okay, you know, maybe, maybe a little movement wouldn't be too bad. Now, I was 200 pounds heavier than I am today. I was, and 200 pounds heavier on my body. I was pretty close to losing my mobility. I could not move very easily. So in my mind, the only possible thing I could do was walk. So I went out and walked to the end of the street and back. And I wanted to die. And I did this in flip-flops because the idea of putting on shoes for that short of walk was just too much work. But that walk up and back down the street what became around the block, around the neighborhood, and further and further and building up that endurance. And one day I got the idea, and I don't know where this came from because I'm the girl that fake sick in gym class. But I thought, I wonder if I can run. And there was a stop sign like 50 yards down the road. And I ran to the stop sign. And it was again that idea of I'm going to die. But something inside me lit up like I had never felt before from movement. And I'm like, this is for me. I have got to figure this out. This is it. This is what I want to do. So I went home and did all the homework because I'm like, I am going to figure out this fat girl running thing. And it became breaking it down again and really figuring out how to build up over time. And then it turned into 5Ks, 10Ks, half marathons, marathons, 
Then jumping over into triathlons, fast forward now over into 2022, 200 pounds later, and I'm now training for Ironman distance triathlons, but it's not just the physical part of it. It's not just the movement and nutrition. It's looking at the whole person in what changes emotionally. I'm, I'm also a person that has PTSD. I was not dealing with life. I was not dealing with the depression I was experiencing, the anxiety, my relationship with food. And so it was looking at what are the small changes in that that I can start to improve there in growing my spiritual life. And it's not a particular faith or whatever. We all believe in something or someone or whatever, but growing that, that my personal spiritual life and looking at that whole person so that physically I was growing, emotionally I was growing, spiritually I was growing. And that's where that change came without spending a day in restrictive dieting, in intentionally dieting. The weight took care of itself when I was focused on what are the habits I'm engaging in that serve me best. <laughs> well, well, I did say the word amazing and, and the story just kind of, you know, emphasized that today for our people as they listen, watch. I mean, just just listening to your journey and I, I, I really just love and I was absorbing all of this. You have gone from a tough place to to really uh, through the power of determination and persistence and, and resilience and consistency, he did it all, right? And, and, and you are a, a great example for people listening and watching right now that if you put your mind to something, you can't and you will. There is no way out but but success. But but you have to take the steps that's necessary. And, and again, you've, you've covered a lot of things that for a lot of people, those will be the end of the line. I mean... From from just the way to to the the the, the lifestyle, the, the different things that you have to deal with, and then you know PTSD, stress, anxiety, all these things. You know, that is not small picking. Some people have a difficulty to deal with one of those elements. <laughs> you know, and by the way, it's nothing to take away from them. It's these are very difficult things, right? But 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 whatever it is, your power of spirituality, you did it somehow. You made it work. And, and I, but I know it's not as simple as it sounded in the last five minutes. <laughs> These are years of work. These are years of, of, of hard work and, and struggle. And it's not a picnic. So, so again, just, just before we go further, and I know that the word diet came up there, you know, a couple of times as no diet, no restrictions. And we want to get into that one. But I do want to go back to your early days, your childhood. I mean, this is not something that, that you've uh, taken on when you were older. Uh, it was when you were, a younger person and, and that's a difficult age because you don't know any better and then you are not in charge literally your parents are <laughs> and so now you have to deal with those things and sometimes as children we don't subscribe to a lot of things that our parents say <laughs> and i mean i have kids so i know it's always a challenge that you tell they, they, they know by default you know and <laughs> it changes the dynamics but especially if you're feeling the way you feel all this and now your parents are going to probably uh, have an influence to want to make a difference and try different diets with you. And that's, that was not a picnic. And I just want for people that 
today watching and listening, if you have children that may have a similar situation or you know someone or yourselves, you know, whatever the case may be, this could be an opportunity to actually learn on how to potentially deal with this in a positive way and make a difference because uh, what we do as parents can affect our kids and one way or the other, good or bad, unfortunately. You know, a lot of us is the influence for them, right? And, and we're going to talk about that, you know, obviously, you know, through, through STEM. But, but the idea is it was not a picnic. It was not easy. So can you just share with the audiences, like your little struggles at the time? And or, or they're not so little because I'm sure they were, they, I, I'm making them easy, but they're not. They were probably very big struggles, you know, to just handle. And again, children are children. They love food. They want to enjoy their life. And when you start putting just restrictions all over the place, limitations, what you can eat, what you can't, diets, this and that, you know, that's a difficult task, right? So so let's 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 talk about that childhood and how you kind of went through that phase and what are some of the elements that you did or your parents did to help you. Maybe we can help some people at least identify. Now again, times may have changed, you know, but there's there's a there's there's a new thing for for all ages and every time, right? So there's a way to do this today. Uh, that we can certainly take from you. So what are, what were some of the steps and things or challenges that you've had uh, throughout that first journey of yours? Mm-hmm. Well, you know, the first thing is I always, you know, start out with the caveat that I realize my parents did the best they can with the knowledge that they had and that they absolutely love me. And I don't fault them for anything in my childhood. Um, you know, I, I'm a child of the 80s. And it was the culture of the height of VHS and beta aerobics and Jane Fonda and Weight Watchers and um, Jenny Craig and Richard Simmons. And we, we all were inundated with the media at that point of this is what you strive for. This is that restriction to get that body and that more that, um, the aesthetic more than the health outcomes were being focused on. And as a child, you know, we, we don't have a lot of control over what, what we're, what we get to get to do and not do. And so we're, we take on a lot what we're modeled. And so for me, you know, I picked up on basically my parents' relationship with food and their bodies and movement. And so from there, you know, that that was where a lot of it started. My parents were doing their own yo-yo dieting and dealing with the restriction. And so when the pediatrician is telling them, I need to go on a diet, they're then projecting that even further on me. I have distinct memories of things like throwing tantrums on the floor of the kitchen because I'm starving for a snack, which is not a horrible childhood behavior. I'm sure many people's children do that, but it's not so much the behavior of the fact that I was starving because I'm being restricted food. 
And we forget sometimes that as children, we're born with innate hunger cues. And it's through modeling that we learn what's good and bad. We learn what's right and wrong. We learn how to make choices. And so it's that that moral um, superimposing that comes on that starts to guide some of our choices. But the, it becomes problematic because there is no more morality when it comes to food. And because when it comes to food, food is not good or bad. Food is not healthy or unhealthy. Food is what we use to fuel our body. Food is what we use to nourish ourselves. Food is used to soothe ourselves. It is used to celebrate. It's used to in cultural traditions. There are so many things that food is used for. And so when we start using it as a negative, when we start taking it away, when we start using it as a restriction, it becomes problematic. And so, you know, Thankfully, you know, now 40 years down the line, we've really come to a place in dietetics, in uh, movement where we're able to really come into not only working with children, but within the family unit in fostering healthy relationships with food and teaching children that they're to trust their body and that they have that body autonomy to say, yes, I'm hungry or no, I'm, I'm satisfied. And to know that they're telling the truth and that movement is something to be fostered, that joy of movement that it's not something that is forced and really creating an environment to help kids to be curious about different foods, about different movement. And it really starts with the parent. And if the adults aren't in check, the kids aren't going to be the the children aren't going to be growing up in that environment where they have that healthy relationship. Stephanie, thank you for that. I mean, that's pretty powerful. And, and, and again, as a parent personally, and I know people are watching and listening right now, it, it, it is true. We are, we are the role models. We are the ones that accept the, the actual pace and the measures and everything. And uh, children are going to, you know, either see through what you do and, and, and mimic it or if we're not doing a good job, then we're just going to affect them adversely. And that's the problem. So it's, mm-hmm. it's, we got to do a better job as parents to, to at least there's an inclusion here to decision and stuff like that, which is very difficult, especially, you know, the older we are in terms of parenthood, you know, we go back in the 80s and 70s, the parents were a little tougher than today. And, uh, 
you know, just the dynamics were different because, mm -hmm. you know, parents said, this is it, this is it, whatever. It's a little cha change now. I mean, there's more ability of children to be more, to your point, I guess, vocal and, and they can have that ability mm -hmm. to actually, you know, uh, I guess, share their opinion without any type of retaliation or type of <laughs> ramifications, right, or whole punishment level. So so, so it's it's a different world, right? And and that's a big deal. And but but again, at the end of the day, it starts with the parents. Okay. Um, and and to your point, food is something that we need. <laughs> and and when you already used to a certain you know uh, time to eat or a certain amount of food, and you just suddenly you know get deprived, of this a child is not going to be able to control that. And and again, mm -hmm. tantrum uh, is just a natural fit, right? You know, kids do that. <laughs> it's yeah. a normal thing. And it will be a problem. And again, if someone's watching and listening and you've seen this or you've, and I've actually seen some of these scenarios actually in real life, in, yeah. in, you know, with, with you know, folks well, that's going. I, I mean, even today at 40 years old, going into my parents' home and having done my own work around my relationship with food and understanding when I am hungry, when I am satisfied, when I am full and, you know, still having that food pushed on me, it, it creates an awkward dynamic as an adult child to, to push back and no, I, I, I am not hungry, please. You know, I, no, I, I'm not eating right now. Thank you. <laughs> it, it, it's, it, it, even as an adult, I mean, this this really is a generational thing. Well, it is a tough and you know place to be, and I and I can tell you, I mean, even with me and my family, right? I, you know, it, it's it's there's always that that debate about food, right? Like, mm -hmm. I want to eat certain food, they want to eat certain food, I want to eat a certain time, they want to eat a different time, and I have to tell you, I mean, I I, I just made a, a decision that I don't care anymore. <laughs> my kids now eat what they want and whatever, you know. I mean, I, I do want them to have a discipline and we want to be as a society, as a family, and we try to develop that every now and then and get together and stuff. But but there's so many dynamics and, you know, fighting it doesn't help. And the more, you know, I mean, we try to educate ourselves and have discussions about it and things and, you know, kind of have some settlements <laughs> or settle in rather on, on certain, you know, you know, measures and maybe certain protocols <laughs> just for food. I'm making it sound like, you know, this is like worldwide politics, but but really it, it's difficult. And, and especially I, I have teenagers, so their habits of and timing and, and everything is kind of awkward. We finish, I mean, kitchen is closed, you know, and we're then they come out, come out of hibernation <laughs> and they want to eat, right? And then like the food that they want to eat is not something that, that we want. And, and, and you know, it, it's, a, it's a dynamic. So even shopping now, it's, it's a challenge because we shop almost three ways because there's our food, there is my daughter's food, <laughs> there's my son's food, right? And then you have the other dynamic, which is, um, well, let's eat outside. Well, I don't want to eat outside. <laughs> You know, now we, now we dashboard in food every day. So so it kind of, it makes it very difficult. And you're right, it, things have changed also. Like back in the days, there was no dashboard or nothing. <laughs> yeah, not dashboard, that, that, but a DoorDash, there we go, no DoorDash. So so there's none of that stuff. Now we have all these things that are making mm -hmm. life easier. Right? So even the children, they have the apps, they can just order stuff. We didn't have that. So it was different. You were stuck with whatever your parents had. Right. That's how we grew up. Yeah. What's yeah, you're going to eat it or not. <laughs> exactly. So you're going to stop with that's it. Now people have choices so we can kind of compromise a little bit and settle in and, and kind of meet in, in, in a way and uh, and midway and help each other. But it's it's a tough place, you know. And, mm -hmm. and, and again, everybody listening and watching, you're probably laughing right now. We're like, 
I think I've had some experience and some that, that you're not experiencing anything yet. Uh, just, just be mindful. It might happen. <laughs> it, it will happen. I mean, we have that even with our friends. You go somewhere and there's a, there's a whole different concept about what we eat and we're not eating. And then opinions are there. Uh, some are fit, some are not fit. Some they don't care about weight. Some are, do, like, are stickler about weight. Some are watching what they're drinking. Some are not watching. And, and, you, and you have to like almost like adjust to every single scenario and, and still be you, which is very difficult to do. I, I pray for the day when <laughs> we live in a society where we will stop commenting on what people eat, drink, and their bodies. There is so much more interesting to talk about in this world. Well, well th thank you for that. And th that's a big deal. You mentioned something about the 80s, right? And, and uh, the, the, the different programs and the aerobics and, and the certain aspect of how people should look. And I've actually covered this previous show similarly. Like everybody had this visual of what a fit person should look like. And you said something very powerful earlier. Fitness doesn't mean you're healthy. You can be fit, but maybe you're sick internally for other reasons. And there's other things that can make you not as healthy to genetics and, and maybe a some people appear to be like, you know, very fit, but they can have problems that, that people may not even see. And you can be in a larger body yet still healthier. So you're right. This is not an, I mean, some doctors, some people may say, well, that's an indicator. That's a, you know, you're prone to have this disease or illness mm -hmm. and so forth because of weight. And, and there's some truth to some of it. But, but at the end, I mean, you mentioned something powerful, which is the mobility that we can yeah. agree on. I mean, if you get a certain weight, I mean, your knees can only support a certain, you know, mm -hmm. uh, concept, right? So it's a little difficult, but those are real, realistic things that we can address. Your way of doing it, and, I, and that's now, now we go into the next piece of the discussion, is how you did it. That was, that was phenomenal because first of all, it was not through a coach or through a system or through anything. You know, you decided, and I think that's what it was. It was your decision to just kind of figure out a new way. And your way was to do small steps, but 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 continuously, <laughs> with with a very consistent you know you know way of doing things, right? So you're doing this, you set up your own parameters, you set up your own time frames, when to drink the water. And by the way, I love the idea of water because it does fill you up. And there's actually there's even water diets and things like that. But use different concepts, and I think you apply them to get you where you need it, and it worked. But it took time. And for yeah. people listening and watching, again, that's the other thing. When you want to drop weight overnight, that's that's probably impossible, <laughs> and or it will have harmful impacts on you. Now, again, I'm not a doctor. I, I would not, you know, claim that, but but I can almost guarantee it, and just from my opinion, that that nothing. If you have a lot of weight that you want to drop overnight, it's gonna take a toll on your body. Period. Now, I don't think it takes a genius for that, <laughs> you know, to realize that. So so. Everything can be done, but in moderation. And, and I love the concept that you said. You even you started walking 50 mm -hmm. yards out or whatever you want, just just for you few few feet up. And then the next thing is, is around the block. Mm -hmm. And the next thing you started looking at that stop sign and you did a little bit of a test run. It was tough, but then you took it. Now we're talking Iron Man stuff. I mean, <laughs> you know, I mean, just just think about the magnitude that 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 the achievement here. It's 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 crazy success, mm -hmm. but but small steps. You know, that's the key. I mean, a lot of people want to change overnight everything. You know, you want, you know, overnight success. This is not, this is success, but it never, it wasn't overnight. It took time. It took determination. It took targets and, and you set those goals and you really stuck by them. Mm -hmm. You did whatever it takes to make it happen for you at the time that it's, that needs to happen. And you did it. 
I mean, the water breaks, whatever those you call them, I love it because, you know, and again, you had small jugs or small bottles, so this way it's not a lot, and, and you just kind of kept filling up a little bit. And I'm sure that substitutes some of the hunger or whatever because it kind of reduced that. Then also the little walk, I mean, that I love the idea that you actually mm -hmm. do little trips in between. So there's some movement. So I talked about movement. Mm -hmm. and, and with all this, there was no real diet here. It was mm -hmm. just habits and, and practices that you've applied that yeah. made a little bit of a difference one day at a time. And then a year later, two years later. Now, if I do ask the question, and I, I want to ask the question, mm -hmm. how long did it actually take you to see like that? I mean, I know it started, mm -hmm. you, you noticed the drop in of the weight immediately a little yeah. bit. But then how long did it take you to really make that full transition and drop the 200 pounds? I mean, that's a lot of, you know. So the weight loss took just over two years. Now, this is eight years out now, mm -hmm. but the the weight loss period was about two years. Well, again, and I thank you for clarifying, because mm -hmm. for people watching and listening, just, just know, if you are, depending what the weight, you know, like I told you, I, I started with 50 pounds. <laughs> it took me a year. And true story. I mean, it was a year to, it's one, it's easy to gain weight. It's hard to lose weight. It's just, mm -hmm. but, and as you get older, it gets worse. <laughs> you right. know, but, but, but really it took you two years. So first of all, you weren't, you didn't give up. Right. And so again, for anyone watching and listening, for anything you do in life, and especially your health is, is your wealth, right? Uh, you want to invest in it and whatever it takes. And time is key, right? Mm -hmm. uh, now, time is 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 a commodity. We don't want to waste it. But you also, it could be a friend if you play with it nice. And, and in this case, you did. You, you allowed yourself the time. Now, somebody could have done it in one year, maybe. I don't know. Uh, you would put more time, more effort, more whatever. But but that's okay. That's the other thing. You don't right. have to do it because Stephanie has it done in this format. It has to be this format. I do it my own pace. You do it your own pace. Everyone can do it. But the key here, mm -hmm. don't give up. Be uh, consistent. Persevere. Mm -hmm. Make it happen. Be resilient about it. And you will get there. Know that it will be. Like, again, there's no dream here that cannot come true. You just prove to everyone watching and listening right now. You can do Iron Man. I, I haven't even thought about it. <laughs> you know, you know, I, it's it's. I don't think I can do it. To be honest with you, I never thought about it, but I don't think I can I can do it. But but once you know what I'm saying. So it's not for everyone to think. But that's a big achievement. I mean, we hear it. These are like you know big milestones, big goals that someone can actually do it, and you are doing it for for you, not for anybody else. <laughs> You're doing it because you want to succeed. You want to do this for yourself, and you've done it. And also because you do run a company, right? You do run a program mm -hmm. and you are also leading by example, which I love that concept because people are going to look at you like, wow, you know, I want to be you. I want to do exactly what you've done. And again, this may be not for everyone, and, 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 you know, because there's so, like I said earlier, there's so many formats and formulas and methods of, of weight and you know, loss and, and fitness and wellness and health. But you have found a very smooth way that could fit a certain, you know, uh, a group of folks that would be more likely to do it in your way versus doing it maybe uh, in the fitness minimum, like going to one of those, you know, uh, boot camps, which would be uh, very tremendous. And I've seen, I mean, we had, there, there was a whole show, I think on TLC or something, one of, one of the, 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 the channels, yeah, about, you know, and that was, that was brutal. The stuff that they had to go through, yeah. it was crazy. I mean, I, I watched some of those episodes, I'm like, wow, it was not easy. Uh, but you did it your way. It took a little longer. I'm sure it wasn't that easy either, but you did it at your pace. 
And that that's the thing is there are is as many diets under the sun as there is people because there is something that's going to work for everyone, but it's not going to be sustainable for everyone because think about what a diet is. It is something that brings in rules and regulations and restrictions into your lifestyle. And it's kind of like the New Year's resolution effect where we overhaul everything overnight. And so it might last for a few days, a few weeks, a few months, a little while. But ultimately, there's going to be pieces that are going to crumble and we're going to throw it out because it didn't fit our life. Now, when we bring it in the other way and look at it from those small pieces that fit our lifestyle, because those things that didn't fit our lifestyle, it could have been things like our time, our schedule, our, our kids' schedules, it, that we didn't want to prepare two meals anymore because it wasn't cost effective or it was just a pain in the rear. It, maybe it just wasn't financially feasible anymore to participate in a particular program. There's a lot of reasons why these different things start to crumble for us. But when we start to bring in the different changes over time, that this part looks really good. I'm going to start here. And it fits in this part of my life. It might be the movement piece, or it might be the nutrition piece, or the mindset piece, or whatever. And start with just that chunk of it. Get really consistent with it. It fits my lifestyle. It fits my family. It fits my pocketbook. Then we start to bring in a little bit more of it, a little bit more of it. And it's something that really you gain momentum on. It fits your life. It's something that works for the long term. Then it's something that you're going to stick with. But if it's something that we're adapting our life to, we're not as apt to continue doing it. Interesting. I love it. I love it. Well, so so so, I'm I'm really getting one key vibe here, which is mm -hmm. diet <laughs> is not really the way. Now, again, for some people, you know, it may yeah. be, but but I think, but people and you hit right on the nail there. The fact of diet is potentially not sustainable because how long can you possibly maintain one? Mm -hmm. uh, it could be cost. It could be a lot of things. But just the fact that you're in a particular diet, I mean, whether it's a keto diet, by the way, all these diets do work and they have their own merits. Uh, but but again, there is a different, you can't, it's and not marathon you know, diets. For the most part, most of them are temporary to get you to a particular goal in, in a particular mm -hmm. time frame. And but and that's, that's a big uh, debate always because people like, 
Oh, there's a new diet I want to try. There's a new diet I want to try. The question is, well, you're going to try it, and it's going to work. If you do it exactly how it is, it's designed to work. But how long can you maintain it? That can be a few months, maybe a year or two, but eventually you're not going to be able to continue with it. That's you know, for some reason or not. I mean, maybe there's exceptions here and there. I mean, I can't speak for everybody, but at least in trends and how I've seen, and we do run a fitness company, we have different folks actually, uh, you know, uh, have different diet requirements or needs and, and, and fitness goals. But but it is it is unique. And what we've noticed is that you can try different things. Some people combine a couple ways of doing it. But to your point, what was consistent across all the different things where we see results is whether they use a diet or not, there's the fact of correct nutrition, movement, and time. <laughs> and I think when you have these three elements, you know, regardless of what formula they use, you will start seeing results. In your case, you did all the three. You, first of all, you built in the movement in it. By the way, movement is big here. And again, movement doesn't have to be like we're hitting a, a box, you know, you know, mm-hmm. an actual bag or like doing ropes and, and running, you know, on the outset. Yeah. But, but but it's any movement to get your body moving and, 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 and at least, you know, some exercise level. Um, and then you talked about just the, your thing. I mean, that was great. Let's not eat outside. Let's eat home. You know, big difference. You know, there's there's better nutrition what you cook home than, than and by the way, I'm not putting down the restaurant food, whatever. There's great stuff, I mean, you know, out there. But again, when you do it outside, there is a level of sodium and sugar and some things that may not be as 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 good, <laughs> you know, for your body as, as, as they need to be, right? And, you know, maybe we crave that. That's okay. We want to also somehow um, have a contribution to the economy. I get that. We all crave a little bit of, uh, you know, uh, food that is not, you know, home and just just for me uh, a break point. <laughs> you want to go out and somebody cooks, right? That's okay. But the idea is to your point, you changed your habits and and your your format, your method, your timing, your schedule. You made some tweaks to your lifestyle, and therefore you started seeing the results. And it takes so so again, diet option maybe. Uh, for some, not for everyone, but the one thing that's consistent, even with diets, you still have to do all this. That with you can do all the diets you want, but if you don't do anything else with it, it can just backfire on you, right? Uh, and and the other thing, you the day you give up your diet, because now it's not con- consistent or sustainable, you will gain those 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 pounds quickly. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, the body is just how they work. I mean, you probably take a long time to lose them, but they'll just, and sometimes it gets worse because that that's almost like. A bad, bad, bad scenario that, that we don't want to go there, but it happens. So I know you, you're you not using that strategy with your mm-hmm. customers and your clients. You have a different way. Yes. So I approach things from the intuitive eating framework um, and use a lot of mindful eating techniques where it really takes that restrictive um, diet mentality out of it. And so we're getting back to that innate ability to trust our body's cues to show us what we need in terms of nutrition. Consider a toddler. Um, You know, a toddler comes to you for food and they may eat the entire plate or they may eat three bites and walk away. They are really in tune with their hunger cues. They know that they are physically hungry. They know when they're satisfied. They know when they're full. 
they know whether they want that cookie or that apple. And somewhere we've lost that as adults because we've been listening to the noise. We've maybe forgotten due to whatever, what our body needs. And it takes a little bit of intentional practice to get that body awareness back to start forgetting some of those obligatory food rules that we've put in place and start to listen to what our body needs. And it can be a little bit of a scary thing to start to listen to our body because there is that fear. Well, if I listen to what my body wants, I'm going to eat chocolate bars all day. Well, you, you might actually eat chocolate for a little while, but your body is not going to allow you to eat chocolate forever. It's going to give you the indicator, hey, I'm ready for something else. I need this. I need that. And that's what we look at when we look at nutrition. We look at what is someone eating across a day, across a week, across a span of time. And we start to see the patterns in what they're consuming. And are there holes in the nutrients that they're taking in? And instead of that place of subtraction, taking things away, I like to look at it in in that that math equation that we're not restricting your food we're not going to take things away we're going to add things so what can we do to bolster what you're doing what can we add to your nutrition to make sure you're getting everything you need to function optimally it might be um more fruits and vegetables. It might be a little bit more protein. It might be a little bit more, you know, you know, fiber, whole grains, whatever it might be. Sometimes it might even be that you're getting a really good variety of foods. You're getting the nutrients that you need, but you're still feeling sluggish at this point in the day or this particular food makes you feel bad. That's why we look at things over a period of time to see your habits and how things make you feel. Like I always give the example of pasta. Pasta at night is an awful choice for me to make. It will sit like a brick in my stomach. I will wake up in the morning with a headache. You do not want to know me the next day because I will be miserable. But like today, I had a little bit of pasta with lunch. It gives me the energy for the afternoon. I don't hit that afternoon slump and I feel pretty good. So sometimes it's the timing of particular foods in the day and how it helps us to optimally function throughout the day. So it's really not only what are we eating, but when are we eating and making sure we're getting that great variety of food. I love it. I love it. It's, it's, it's a, it's a perfect 
world in a way, because to your point, is is you're designing this according to the human nature without any specific you just adjust and adapting and getting them to to really discover themselves and their needs and you give them the time to really work it out i think that's what i'm i'm, I'm capturing right now in terms of generic format here but well it is because it's it's not only taking that nutrition piece but it's working in tandem with that relationship with food how are you treating food is it just out of necessity? Is it that you're mindlessly eating? You know, when how does food play a part in your daily life? Because sometimes that needs a little bit of work too. And so we can't do we can't work on one without the other. Well, that's important. And and, and I think the other piece is and I'm not sure if in your program obviously you add some sort of a directive for movement or, or some some concept of movement is that something that you also i guess prescribe in your in your uh, work depending on how i'm working together with somebody um you know i work with movement i work with nutrition i work with the two together just depends on how we're working together now that the in terms of your clients and or if audiences right now are interested in, 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 in i guess discovering your program and, and talking to you what how's how, how long is a program for example if someone comes to you does that i'm I'm, su I'm assuming varies based on the needs so each one but but is there like a particular curriculum syllabus that people will actually go to that they have to actually make through to be able to to see results or you you adjust accordingly and you tweak according to each individual everything is 100 percent individualized i do not do anything canned or scripted um because just, uh, you know, we are 100% individual people with individual needs. You know, I do have um, what I call my content vault, um, you know, for those people who, who don't have the option of that one-on-one -on -one coaching, but really, you know, are like, I need you, you know, that they do have that ability to have access to my content where it does have my videos, my recordings, my workouts, things like that. But um, other than that, everything is 100% individual because we we need to look at what are your needs, not this is, this is the mass prescription because there isn't one. Yeah, and I love it. And that's why I mean, I asked the reason, you know, the question for for that specific reason. I want to make sure that we convey the message that it is customizable based on each individual, you know, targets, goals and needs and situation, because not everybody wants a particular, you know, weight, you know, to to to, to hit or it depends on a lot of things. Right. To your point. And also not everybody has the same amount of time available to dedicate, whatever the case may be. So you do an assessment, basically. Right. And determine what those needs are, and and then there's there's got to be a commitment from from those customers and clients because I mean if they start a program, you know, and they don't continue. I mean, the results may vary. <laughs> right. You, if you're coming to work with me, we're at least six to twelve months together. We're not a fly by night. <laughs> uh, that, that, that's you're, exactly. Right. <laughs> you're you're gonna see me more than once. <laughs> And, and that's beautiful because to, to your point, I mean, again, in your case, you did it for yourself. It took you two years, but again, mm -hmm. 
you you had you know a different weight you know level that you needed to reach and everybody's going to have a different start point mm -hmm. but at the end of the day it was also your own pace and and right. i think that's the key here it's really a lot of people sometimes are afraid of fitness or diet or programs mm -hmm. because they they're almost scared to to get committed you know into these things because of the time that's going to take or or the intensity that's going to have right but in this case you know i think people are just listening and watching right now like okay i can do this i mean i'll do it at my own pace i can do it you have patience you're going to work with me and we're going to get to the end you know a game here and, and by that time i should look good feel good at least to the level i want i mean again here it's all depend on what what is it that you're looking for as an individual not everybody has the same objective it's within the same realm. We want to be healthier. We want to have, you know, a level of mobility and fitness that we want, but that means different things for different people. Mm -hmm. And I think that's, that's one of your signatures here is that you make people feel that and you give them that, you know, it's not like this is how you need to look and this is how we're going to make you look. You got to look the way you want. And we're just going to give you the measures <laughs> and the way to do it. We're going to guide you through it. And right. that's a big difference because again, some of these forms of, of methods, you know, you almost have like this is how you're going to look when we're going to do this we're going to do this in three weeks and we're going to make you transform because you're going to be in a movie that's a little different than in your case this is about life feeling good being good uh living you know a happy life with them because that's the other thing i think there is a, a psychological effect to these diets and, and changes because if you're really like you know it creates anxiety depression i'm not getting my goals and stuff when you give them the ease they're going with real uh, calm mm -hmm. and they collect it, they enjoy it. So they do more as opposed to when they have fear factors that are built in and then they're afraid and they get stressed out and, you know, stress doesn't help, <laughs> you know, nothing that, that has a stress, you know, uh, environment is going to get your results. It's just a bad thing. Right. So, so I love your, your, your way of doing it. I think it's, it's a very easy, easy way and um, simple way for folks to actually be able to adhere to. And, and certainly, you know, achieve goals. And I think it will resonate with a lot of folks that may have maybe they, they cannot do the standard form of fitness, you know, level. I mean, or like some of the, the boot camp or hit train and stuff like that. Not everybody can do that, you know. Right. And, and also age groups can vary. I mean, not if, when someone is at a younger age, it's different. When you get older, you know, things are not the same. Your body is not responding the same way. So, but that's the next question for you. Uh, uh, what is your, I guess, a range of, of age groups that you you work with is you, is you, just, you just almost described my my specialty <laughs> i love <laughs> working with those people that are just getting into movement for insert whatever reason here whether it's you've been sedentary for a long period of time because of chronic illness, injury, age, um, body size, and you're like, I am never going to the gym again, whatever that reason is. One of the things that I specialize in is that modified fitness and really meeting you where you're at with your body and finding that form of movement that meets your goals because not everyone's goals isn't necessarily weight loss either and 
I work with a lot of different modalities of movement. So it's not necessarily all cardiovascular centered. It's not, you're not going to be always weightlifting. A lot of things I do because a number of people, I mean, not everyone's coming into my gym in person. Many people are virtual. We do a lot of things without equipment using body weight resistance and things that are very easy on the body, especially if you do have those chronic conditions where one day you might be in a lot of pain or stiffness and other days you feel pretty good. There's a lot of different ways you can move your body and feel great regardless of that range of motion or that flexibility someday. Stephanie, I think you answered some of the questions I had for you already. <laughs> you know, I was going to ask you, like, you know, first of all, are you doing this virtually? And you just answered that. So, so I mean, I guess it's a combination. If someone is close to you, they can physically yes. come and, and work with you uh, locally. And then anyone else can certainly join you from a distance to a virtual platform. Yes. Uh, and, and again, now, how often do you do this uh, on, on a weekly basis? Or is it, a, you know, uh, does it have different frequency? So depending on the different program I have with people, some people I meet with once a week, some people I meet with multiple times a week. It just depends on what, what we're working towards. Okay, excellent. And and the other thing is, I know you mentioned, you know, uh, very little equipment. <laughs> well, no, I, mean, I mean, I love the idea of body weight because, I mean, yes, there's a lot of resistance that the body can, you know, give and provide. And, uh, you know, because sometimes people are like, I, I can't afford, you know, have equipment or this, that, or the other, I don't have space. Uh, and so, so the, the, your formula does include exercise, includes the diet, you know, well, not the diet, nutrition, I would say, so yeah. just be careful. The word diet gets a little misconstrued there, but, but I think, I think I, I love it because you have all these things figured out and, mm -hmm. and they do work. Now, now let's talk about some of the, the beautiful stories that you might have about some of the, the, the folks that you've helped transform or change their life for better. Uh, you know, any any particular one that comes to mind, like just right now, I mean, for people listening right now, something that really touched you. Um, Besides your story, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, and, and I'll be honest, Some I, I, I don't think my story is as special some days when I look around and see some of the people that I work with, because I love helping people and I love seeing that light come on in people's faces. And my favorite, favorite story, and I shouldn't have favorites, but um, my favorite is I have, I'll say a, a more seasoned lady that um, she was convinced that at her age, she could not build strength. And all from the day we started working together, complained that she had no upper body strength and was just not going to build it and over time and you know just repeated workouts after about six months she she had this piece of of equipment of some some sort in her living room and she always said she had to have her son come over and move it so she could vacuum and she said one day after we had been working together for about six months she said she was she was vacuuming and all, all of a sudden she just plucked it up with one hand vacuumed with the other dropped it right down and says she just stood there in shock because she couldn't believe 
that she was able to lift it on her own because she had convinced herself she would never be strong enough to do any type of lifting at her age. Wow. And by the way, that, you know, people may they be like literally just, just absorbing now and listening and, and kind of like taking this because for some people like, well, that's, that's something that, that can be done, but, but, but people don't now realize this, how this difficult. This is someone that has been doing strength training with no equipment using only body weight resistance and showing up twice a week for about 40 minutes, increasing that strength and flexibility and did not realize that going from, I can't carry a couple bags of groceries to I'm lifting something that's 30, 35 pounds without even thinking about it. And, and by the way, that is extreme, you know, in terms of results, because, you know, while people may think, well, you know, uh, sometimes people would judge like, well, that's not a lot, but that is a lot. If you have a problem and you can't even carry a couple. Yeah, when, when you're 80 years old. Exactly. There you go. <laughs> that, see, the people don't realize that, you know, I, I thank you for clarifying it because I wanted yeah. to, <laughs> because people may think, well, you know, what kind of person cannot live to go? But no, people cannot. I mean, that, that's yeah. the thing. People take everything for granted and we always look at it from our side. Got to look at it from other people's experiences and their lives and, and their their dilemmas. Uh, you know, sometimes we have to be grateful for what we have at any time in our lives. And uh, we take things for granted that some other folks would love to have, you know, that, you know, this is a simple example. Someone who lived their life and at a certain age is not able to do basic movement or lift a little things. And without help, this could have been possible. And now it is. And that is actually an admirable story. That is definitely an amazing story and, and, and unique in its own. And I've seen some of these these concepts and in, in real life, but it's not easy uh, for some of those folks to do the basic things that most of the people think. Well, you know, especially what and and, and amazing these shows actually are, are shared with a lot of people. So we have a very uh, wide range of age groups here. <laughs> so so some of the younger folks are like, well, I don't care about this. I mean, it doesn't affect me. But you never know. You can be as the healthiest possible and something happens and now you, you know, as simple as you fall and now you can't, you know, do movement, right? I mean, it can happen uh, to any one of us any day. Uh, so, so it doesn't change any concept, but at least understanding that there are ways and there are folks out there that can help you to get to those goals and do better. And you know, thank you for doing the work that you do because I think that's that's very valuable. And uh, and and you are transforming lives. You are changing lives for the better and helping people live a happier life. Because that's the other thing: when you have issues, or you're you feel that you're limited and you're not longer doing what you see other people may be doing, that also has an impact on you. And so, by by seeing and achieving some of these minor things for 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 others but major for you you know that's actually in itself an achievement and that's a big deal and everybody's success is not necessarily the same so you know what could be successful that person is lifting that 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 vacuum without even thinking about it you know may not be something for for someone else but it is and so that's the thing always we have this this dilemma as humans we judge others based on what we do and what we can do but we never put ourselves in their shoes first before we, especially if you have never experienced other people's, you know, places and, and their dilemmas and their lives and, and whatever their conditions are, how can you even judge? Right. And, and, and it's just amazing how people don't realize that. So I, I just wanted to convey that message because 
you know, it all links in because sometimes we listen and we watch and we're like, well, what does that have to do with me? Live can be treacherous. <laughs> you know, a lot of people can be, you know, as you know, healthy as they can dream of and the next day they may not. I mean, the pandemic did show us a lot of that. I mean, people well, are super healthy. And that is, and I mean, even people that have had COVID mm -hmm. and that decision to come back into movement for some it it has been very difficult because you know some people have had covid a, a little bit harder than others and have really had to persevere in showing up for the movement it's not only just been that rebuilding of fitness but it's been a lot of mindset work in i can't do the things that i was able to do just just a couple months ago and so it's you know while while we we think we're invincible there there are are things that can happen in an instant that change who we are and our abilities. I, I, I had Valley fever two, two years ago, uh, three years ago and time flies. And it, it, you know, in, in the middle of, of race training and had to rebuild my lung capacity, that that's something that really changes us. And we have to make the decision to continue to show up for ourselves and what we want for our health. I, 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 it's the most important piece that you just covered right now with folks is it can happen, but we have to be in it to win it. You have to do what it takes to get there. You have to be determined to do it and it can happen. By the way, the, the concept that you mentioned about COVID, it, it's a lot of people may not realize that some people really, really, got affected badly with, with, with the post-COVID stuff mm -hmm. and the long COVID, as they say, some some would refer to, and also just the the weakness, that fatigue and a lot of things and movement, even just, just your heart problem. I mean, some people do experience heart issues and they cannot do a lot of activity past, you know, at least, you know, more recent, you know, months. And mm -hmm. it takes time to recuperate for some of these things. So, so again, folks, and it can happen to, to as simple as you, you can just slip and fall and that can take time. I mean, a lot of things can happen, but you're right. It's the matter of taking the necessary steps, have the determination, have the patience and really go through, you know, to your point, yeah, show up and get it done. Um, so, so listen, I mean, we've exceeded the hour. <laughs> And, and I know we've covered a lot of ground. So I just want just to give you a few more minutes just to share with us any uh, last minute, you know, thoughts or or advice you want to give people. I mean, I, I know you've given a lot, given a lot of it, uh, but like anything that, that you want to just wrap up the actual uh, show. With. Yeah, my one soapbox is um, I always get on about body autonomy in that you are the expert on your own body, whether it comes with fitness experts, nutritionists, dietitians, doctors, specialists, you are going to hear a variety of whatever given to you over the course of your life. 
And you can choose to take those things at face value. You can do your homework or you can choose to fight back and pave your own path. Um, you know, I, I actually had a provider once walk into the room and choose not to treat me because of my body size. You know, now I, I am sure many people will never experience that outright discrimination that I did from the medical profession, but there are many, many people that get told every day, lose weight and this will fix your problem. And it's not so much the weight loss that changes our health outcomes, but those habits that we engage in every day. And so we need to really be our own best advocate and know ourselves because we are our body's best expert. And that, that, that it is, that is true, that's indeed. But you know what, I think we got to share this episode with those professional, you know, provider that actually refused to give you the care. <laughs> well, thankfully, they, they, they are, they are, you know, not thankfully, but they, they are no longer, you know, walking the planet. And so they, they are not causing any harm to any other patients. I'm, I'm grateful for that. But I, I do not, you know, wish wish anyone else that experience. Well, listen, you, you did prove them and anyone of that same you know mindset that you know uh, don't judge uh you're you're supposed to help and you that's actually what doctors are are meant to do right and and yes and again from a doctor's perspective i get it you know their surgeries things like that they do actually need and require a, a certain you know weight management to be able to do those things and I, there's some technicality to that and we're not going to question that but but to your point they could have worked with you didn't have to give you that that blunt you know, I don't care, you know, whatever, it's your thing. And, and that's really like, you know, being not a good professional about it. I mean, that's bad, 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 bad manners. <laughs> I mean, that may be the worst. I, I think even doctors, if they listen to this, they probably be like, you know, come on. You know, yes, it's good to tell the truth to someone. It's one thing, but you have to be diplomatic about it. You, have to, you know, your approach is, is everything. You know, at the end of the day, if that doctor did give you a little bit of a, listen, we cannot do this, we need to postpone, you need to do some work, whatever, and, and give you some input that is positive, you probably would have been like, yes, I'm going to do this and give you some inspiration, as opposed to really just shut you down and you felt the way you felt. Not not appropriate, not, not good at all. So again, from this platform, we need to know how to speak to people sometimes. Just what you say, it's not how you say it. It's, it's, it's I guess, how you say things, right? <laughs> You know, and, and choosing the right platform, the right way to do it is, is key. But so thank you for that. <laughs> I just wanted to, to do that because I think, by the way, your dilemma is probably a lot of folks out there and, and, and they might experience the same thing. So, you know, um, just be nice and be kind. Sometimes it's just simple as that, right? I mean, that, that's not hard to do, right? Um, all right. So one last question before we end uh, the show today. So how can people reach out to you? I am all over some iteration um, of heart and soul 
Fitness and Wellness, and Soul is S-O-L-E on social media. I'm on all the platforms. Easiest way to find me is on my website, heartandsoulsolefit.com. On my website is all my goodies. You can get on my calendar to have a conversation about your wellness and you know, let's talk about your goals. And I know that I'm not everybody's jam, but I've cultivated a referral network of people that I know, like, and most of all trust that if I am not your fit, I'm going to make sure that you are with somebody that is going to get you to where you want to be. And that's beautiful. That's, that's, that's an excellent piece because yeah, you might not be able to be the right, you know, resource, but you do, uh, I guess, lead people to different resources that can get them what their results, you know, whatever results they are looking for. And thank you for that. So again, we will have the actual link to your website on the description of the show. So people can also link, you know, and, and click on and, and go to you and hopefully they can connect with you. Um, so that being said, Stephanie, thank you for an awesome, <laughs> you know, uh, discussion and dialogue and a lot of good insights. And I think uh, an opportunity to share your resource with, with, with our audiences here. I think that's big. Um, and a lot of good advice, I think, that came out of this discussion. And hopefully people can take it to the next level. And, and even if, whether they use a service or not, that at least they can get something positive, you know, that they can live with or maybe share with somebody else that they may think that needs some of the services or, or your, your methodology. So uh, um, that being said, folks, thank you for being with us, for watching on the FitnessFab channel, IL channel, and listening on iHealth Radio. This is your host, Hurricane H. We'll be talking soon. Different show, different guests, different topic. For now.